This morning we're gonna be looking at Psalms chapter one, specifically, uh, not chapter chapter one, chapter fifty-one, specifically at verse ten. Uh, we're gonna it's uh, pretty much a story of sin, accountability, and repentance, and we're gonna look at it in about three points this morning. Um, just give you kind of a little background on this particular chapter of Psalms that Jacob uh, read this morning. Uh, when writing this particular chapter. David had just been approached by the prophet Nathan after he had committed adultery with Bathsheba. And this particular uh, portion of scripture sees David crying out for forgiveness. He is broken because he is sinning and is begging for mercy and cleansing. Let us read Psalm chapter 51, verse 10. It says, Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Again, it reads, Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. So point one, a uh, little background, David saying, I just mentioned it before, um, and I'm gonna make this a little conversation, so I want y'all to talk back to me a little bit. Uh, again, why did David, why is David asking for forgiveness here? What did he do? He sinned with Bathsheba. And uh, what, what, what made this particular sin so egregious that David committed. What was the the circumstances of, of, around Bathsheba and David around that time? Y'all can talk back to me. Men adultery and had her husband killed. Absolutely. So, uh, King David, a person that the word describes as a man after God's own heart, lusted after Uriah's wife. Her name was Bathsheba. He committed adultery with her and they conceived the child together. And to cover for his mistake, David brought Uriah back home from war. He was fighting got him drunk um, and tried to get him to lay with his wife so that um, he could cover up for him conceiving a, a child with his wife. Uh, and we can look at this practically as those times where um, we're in sin, we're giving in to our flesh and we try to do things, we try to do certain things to cover it up or to hide it or uh, things of that nature. Um, or in times where you get caught in a lie you got, and you still trying to cover it up. You got to tell another lie, and then another lie, and then another lie. Uh, but after getting, after he got Uriah drunk with wine, and Uriah said, "No, I don't want to be drunk, drunk and lay with my wife while my brothers are out fighting a war. I should be fighting too." So once that plan didn't work, what did David? What did David do? He does something even worse. David sends Uriah back out to fight the war, but not only that. He orders that he be placed on the front lines where the worst of the fighting is going on. And he tells everyone to fall back so that Uriah can be left to die. David does all of this to cover for his mistake, his sin, for giving in to his flesh. Right? So, another lesson in that is that when we lie and come up with schemes to cover our wrongs, it doesn't just affect us a lot of times. It can affect the people around us. Right? And so point two, um, let's talk about accountability. Sometimes God will use the people closest to us to hold us accountable when we fall short. For some of y'all, it could be your parents, a sibling, a spouse, or a significant other. A lot of times, or in a, a place like this, the, the church, a lot of built-in accountability in the church. That's why it's so good to be around fellow believers on a regular basis. Uh, let's briefly go to 2 Samuel really quick. 
Let's go to 2 Samuel chapter 12. Nathan to David. When he came to him, he said, there were two men in a certain town, one rich, the other poor. The rich man had a very large number of sheep and cattle, but the poor man had nothing except one little ewe lamb that, had, that he had bought. He raised it, grew it up with him and his children. It shared his food, drank from his cup, and even slept in his arms. It was like a daughter to him. Now a traveler came to the rich man, but the rich man refrained from taking one of his own sheep or cattle to prepare a meal for the traveler who had come to him. Instead, he took the ewe lamb that belonged to the poor man, prepared it for the one who had come to him. David burned with anger against the man and said to Nathan, as surely as the Lord lives, the man who did this must die. He must pay for the lamb four times over because he did such a thing and had no pity. I'm going to read the part again. David burned with anger and said to Nathan, As surely as the Lord lives, the man who did this must die. He must pay for the lamb four times over because he did such a thing and had no pity. Then Nathan said to David, You are that man. This is what the Lord God, this is what the Lord, the God of Israel said. I anointed you king over Israel and I delivered you from the hand of Saul. I gave you your master, I gave your master's house to you and your master's wives into your arms. I gave you all Israel and Judah, and all of this have been too little. And if all of this had been too little, I would have given you even more. Why did you despise the word of the Lord by doing what is evil in his eyes? You struck down Uriah the Hittite with sword and took his wife to be your own. You killed him with the sword of the Ammonites. Now, therefore, the sword will never depart from your house because you despised me and took the wife of Uriah the Hittite to be your own. This is what the Lord God says, out of your own household, I'm going to bring calamity on you. Before your very eyes, I will take your wives and give them to one who is close to you. And he will sleep with your wives in broad daylight. You did it in secret, but I will do this thing in broad daylight before all of Israel. Then David said to Nathan, I have sinned against the Lord. Nathan replied, the Lord has taken away your sin. You're not going to die. But because doing this, you have shown utter contempt for the Lord, the son born to you will die. That's a lot to unpack there. So Nathan, prophet, comes to David and gives him this parable about a rich man and a poor man. The rich man gets a visitor, uh, takes the poor man's lamb, kills it, so he can feed it to his guests. And David just burns with anger. And how ironic that is, is that in that moment, David didn't even see himself in that parable, right? But it took him, it took Nathan to hold him accountable and then say, David, that's you. Like, you can't even see that that's you. Um, and moreover, uh, God says to, God speaks through Nathan and says, pretty much what's, what you've done in the dark, David, I'm gonna bring to the light, right? And so, um, God put it on Nathan to to share this with his brother to hold him accountable. Another lesson in this is that 
No sin is too great for God to forgive. Yes, there was consequences and punishment that David had to reap uh, from what he did by the son being born to him dying, um, his wives being taken from him by those closest to him, and that um, we still have to reap the consequences for our actions. But all, in all of that too, God still loved David, but his family and his wife were never the same after he sinned. Right? <clears throat> so let's look back at um, Psalms 51 10. And the hope in all of this is that once David sin was made known to him through that force of accountability from Nathan, David was able to go before the Lord in repentance and cry out, saying, Lord created me a clean heart and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Um, even though um, every last one of us is born into this world of sin, the work has already been finished. Christ already died on the cross. That's the lesson in um, David reaping the consequences of his sin, but also the Lord still loving him and holding him within his hands, right? So, David let his flesh get the best of him and made a horrible mistake. He took another man's wife as his own and had her husband killed. Um, a lot of times as believers, we can let our flesh get the best of us, and that can look a lot of different ways. It can be sexual immorality, gossip. It can look like a lot of things. Uh, so this pretty much is a, a, a coverall. Like no, nobody is exempt from um, our fight against the flesh as believers. And a lot of times it takes the people closest to us to call us out a little bit and hold us accountable. Like if we might have some blind spots that we might not see. So today, think about somebody who could be a Nathan in your life right now and ask that I would challenge you to draw closer to that person and y'all lock in together in a relationship of accountability. Like y'all help each other, right? So, like David, we must ask God to cleanse us from the inside out, clear our hearts and spirits and fill them with new thoughts and godly desires. If we're to go out to this broken world daily and fight our fleshly desires, we must ask God to give us a clean heart and a spirit that is unwavering and set on the things and desires of God. All right, let's pray. Dear Lord, uh, we thank you for your word. We thank you for the perfect and finished work that you did 